0: You're listening to the Peacock and
1: Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show Tuesday edition, our two-minute drill today, which features your questions. And I think we can pretty much do a full podcast featuring your questions. Today, As we're sitting here in the offseason, we've got a a little bit of a bye week for the NFL. It's Senior Bowl week as we wait for the Super Bowl in February. At BD Peacock on Twitter is where you can find me, Matt Williamson, at WilliamsonNFL. Uh, I do want to tease a couple episodes coming up this week. And and by the way, if there's some big, huge breaking news Wednesday or Thursday and you're wondering, why are Peacock and Williamson talking about it? It's because we're recording a couple episodes early because it's my birthday. I'm getting out of town, going to go play in the snow. So hopefully there's no massive news before our live Friday pod on Friday morning. And uh, that would really shake things up. And and of course, that'll probably be what happens.
1: I'm sure it will. And that's such is life. And uh, we got a couple fun things planned. In the meantime, we got a little bit in the bag for you guys, um, and then of course on Friday we'll handle anything that did happen. So no no games this weekend except for the Senior Bowl, and I'll be watching as much as I can uh, Senior Bowl virtually too. So I got media credentials for the Senior Bowl. I'm not sure how this works, but I think they make practices available to me that I can watch it on my laptop. So I'm going to be doing that a lot of that this week. I hope.
0: Yeah, and I heard there's some bad weather going on in Mobile. So they're moving practices inside, but the cameras will be in there, and so you should still be able to get that that footage. And I love Senior Bowl week, man. It's it's fun. It, it really is. And it's sort of their tagline for the Reese's Senior Bowl is this is when draft season starts and yeah, uh, gets yeah. you really excited seeing some of these prospects. And um, fantastic. It's going to be more important than ever, probably, the Senior Bowl this year with what's going on uh, around the league. And actually, this one note, let's start here. We had not really talked about this yet. The NFL-informed clubs, according to Tom Pelissero, They are prohibited from timing, testing, interviewing in person or giving medical exams to any draft eligible player at any location except a school's pro day or all star game this year because of ongoing concerns surrounding COVID-19 per source. Uh, That is going to make things even more difficult for teams in this draft process that was already already going to be a little strange.
1: Yeah, I mean. I guess back in the day, you could meet some kid at some local gym and time them there or parking lot. I mean, like when you talk to old school scouts, some of them have some crazy, you know, um, times. They walk around with a forty yard uh, uh, tape measure so they could, <laughs> you know, do it anywhere and just get a time on these guys. Things are a little more precise now, so I don't know if those type of things happened anyway. So uh, at least it's it's going to be regulated for everyone. It's certainly going to be different um i'm not sure that's a huge deal well because Um, there's
0: no combine either so essentially you have to trust these pro day times and unless you have your own guy there that you really trust with his finger and you trust the turf and you trust the conditions it's just going to be uh you you can almost throw some of that stuff out you got to really trust the tape this year and then there's less tape than ever
1: right right i mean again and there's gonna be less one-on-one time with the players to get character stuff there's less tape to truly evaluate the numbers are sketchier than ever or less reliable than ever the medicals are probably slightly less reliable than ever um unfortunately some some kid that should go in the end of the first is going to go in the fourth and some teams going to benefit for it
0: yeah some teams are going to whiff on a lot of picks i have a feeling i think this yeah. might make that next that second tier of late first early second round picks maybe less valuable than a normal year i think they'll be able to do a ton of work on the top guys so i think we'll see a solidified group of clear first round type players and then every board is going to be uh, monstrously different after that and we're going to see some people steal away some good scouting departments going to have a shot to steal some first round caliber players probably on day three
1: yeah i mean there's there certainly could be some of that where maybe i want to trade down and get a couple extra thirds so i can grab whatever falls through the cracks maybe i want to trade out of this draft a little bit and get future picks or a player or. You know, you, you call a team like the Saints that's going to be so cash-strapped. And I'll give you my pick for Marshawn Lattimore. You can't afford him anymore. I'll take him <laughs> off your hands at, you know, 80 cents on the dollar. Maybe we see more of that this year. And and then one other thing, I didn't plan on talking about this, but we were talking about on my Steeler show yesterday that I didn't quite realize that this year, you know how a lot of teams trade back into the first round so they get that 50-year option on a player? Mm-hmm. The rules are different now. Now it used to just be you would exercise the guy's fifth-year option and you knew exactly what you were on the hook for and it was guaranteed money. So, like, if the Titans would have picked up Corey Davis's fifth-year option this year, they would have paid X amount. Well, now the rules are it depends how well he plays. Like, you don't know exactly what you're on the hook for because we were talking about this with T.J. Watt, who is a late first-round pick. But he's been to all these Pro Bowls. He could end up getting as much as the transition tag. So I'm not sure I want 50-year options as much as I used to.
0: Right, yeah. And you don't have the safety net of just picking up the option. And, and as long as the guy's not hurt, you can still cut him later. Now they're locked into that number. Mm-hmm. So you have to be really sure about it. So yeah, Right, maybe it's and not, that
1: number might be more than you thought.
0: And the other thing is, when Play you draft well. a first-round player, they make more money. Like, everything plays into it. Pro Bowls, if you were a top-10 pick and you had the exact same career as someone who was a, a – top of the second round player, the the other guy just has less leverage in bargaining when they're looking for that new contract. So in some cases, hitting on first rounders doesn't help you that much because you end up paying more for those guys.
1: Right, they had a higher baseline when they came in the league, basically.
0: Right, As long as you can hit on those second rounders after you trade down, second and third rounders. And we've seen uh, the Patriots model work for 20 years. Then they started whiffing on a lot of those extra picks that they were gaining from trading down. And so now we're seeing what that roster looks like. And, uh, you yep. know, just a quick little teaser for that Thursday show, Matt's predictions for where the quarterbacks will land. So we're going to rank some dynasty quarterbacks tomorrow. Thursday is going to be predictions from Matt Williamson on where each quarterback will land. And speaking of, of those Patriots, will they spend a high draft pick on a quarterback either in the draft or the trade? I think that's going to be a huge storyline for them this off season.
1: Yeah. Oh, I think so too. And uh, all this came on with the, the tweet that Adam Schefter put out, which just kind of, blew me away that yeah. you know he, he said what they're 18 maybe 18 <coughs> he said he'd take have,
0: the over on 18 quarterbacks changing teams 18 stars right
1: and I read that and I retweeted it and I immediately thought really I'm gonna do this in my head and I don't know that 18 teams are possible like the bills and the chiefs are not gonna have a new quarterback and there's a, a, some quite, quite a few teams that fit that mold but The way I started figuring it out and musical chairs it up, it was kind of fun. So I just wanted to put it on paper now and check it in a month and see how well I did.
0: And trades can start happening pretty much any time. They can't be official until the new league year begins in the middle of March. I think March 15th is either free agency and new league year, or that's when the tampering period can begin for free agency. Let's get to the mailbag, Matt. The Tuesday two-minute drill. What's on the listeners' minds this week? You can be assured that the Super Bowl is well covered when it comes to any number of odds and props and bets that you could make at BetOnline. They've got NFL futures, draft futures, NCAA football futures for 2022 national champions. There is only one place that has you covered and you can even get a little welcome bonus. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use promo code Locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Not only NFL, there's table games. You like to play poker, blackjack, of course, NBA action now. NHL is happening. I've enjoyed seeing the NHL highlights. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code either. Locked on to receive 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. A reminder that these questions are from Twitter, at BDPeacock, at Williamson NFL. Tag us if you have any questions that pop up throughout the week or reply whenever we ask for our two-minute drill questions. From Robbie, talking about those New England Patriots and their old quarterback, Tom Brady. He says, are we okay to say it was Brady all along and not Belichick?
1: I'm not okay to say that. I'm I'm sorry. I I think I underestimate the immense greatness of Brady at times and the influence he has on those around him and i'm sure he has changed the culture dramatically in tampa bay and i'm sure people watch him do all the little extra things and say if that guy who's been to 9 super bowls and about to go to his 10th and has a more rings than he can fit on his finger is going to do it why wouldn't i but I'm not sure which is more impressive, to be honest. Brady taking that team that has Evans, Godwin, Wurfs, a great defense, et cetera, et cetera, to the Super Bowl or Belichick winning seven with what I think might be the worst roster in the league.
0: That's the thing is the job that Bill Belichick did with such an awful roster this year was pretty impressive too. And Brady did get to go to a situation that was better. And he still has a really good coaching staff, and yeah. he still has a great roster around him, a better roster than he had in New England. So, um, yes, Brady is the greatest all-time quarterback. But Bill Belichick was a big part of that too, and, and that lasted for twenty years. And I've said it all along: get your quarterback head coach combination correct. If that marriage is right at the top, you're going to be good for a really long time. And maybe you don't win, uh, you know, maybe you don't go to nine Super Bowls, but you're going to be in it a lot. And you're going to be uh, like we're seeing with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Where you're going to it's going to be like when we saw. Drew Brees in New Orleans for so many years, you are always going to be in it.
1: And I like to look at history with some of these things, too, because remember when Brady came into the league, he was more Belichick dependent than the early than the other way around. Obviously, those first five years of Brady's career as a starter or whatnot, or Joe Montana and Walsh, for example, I mean, it hit home with you like Montana is awesome, but would he have been awesome in a drop back, Dan Fouts, you know, Bledsoe passing game? Probably not. You know, I mean, his skill set, Walsh saw that in him and thought, that's exactly what I need for my West Coast. Mm-hmm. And they both needed each other, of course. But I think a lot of it early on in those quarterbacks' careers is a great coach recognizing what this guy can do and giving him a chance.
0: Yep. And utilizing their skill set the best way and everything matching up. And it's it's not. And look, Montana won when he left the 49ers, too. He was a lot sure. young, younger than Tom Brady was. And then the 49ers won with Steve Young, who was his replacement. So there was obviously something going on system wise and uh, development of quarterbacks is super important where a guy lands. I mean, there's a chance Brady goes to the wrong team, uh, it, you know, with the 199th pick and doesn't make his first training camp. And, you know, I mean, that's how that's how razor thin the line is. There could have been zero career for Tom Brady. Instead, he's the greatest of all time, depending on his landing spot.
1: Right. And I think that's sort of true with Montana, too. I'm thinking guys that aren't guaranteed first round early pick types, you know, that what if Montana got drafted by someone that just wanted him to drop back and sling it deep downfield with arm strength throws? Uh, He might have washed out and never heard of him to to that degree. But I'm also not discrediting. What if Montana was an a hole, you know, and his skill set was perfect (laughs) for the Niners, but he didn't have the right personality, leadership, none of that stuff would have worked either. That's a great point.
0: Obviously, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a great point, And, and and sometimes you develop some of those things, and sometimes who you are when you're. 20 years old is very different than who you are when you're 25 and 30 years old. So uh, it it takes a village to raise a quarterback. So Bill Belichick gets a lot of credit. They were the goats together with the run they made. Uh, I think they both deserve all the credit in the world. And we're seeing why Brady is, is so amazing. And it's just uh, another reminder of it. And Bill Belichick didn't have a bad year, even though the Patriots were a lot worse and they were a lot worse at quarterback clearly, but they had nothing else. So he did a, a hell of a job, I think with the season they had. So, uh, Back to the original question. No, I'm not down saying it was Brady all along and not Belichick.
1: No. Last question I have for you on this. The Patriots are going to have a ton of cap space in an offseason where it's going to be a wonderful buyer's market for people that have money because no one's going to have money except for a couple teams. They also pick a little u- higher than usual. We'll get to the quarterback that I'm guessing will be their guy. The If, I had to, if you had to say yes or no, one-word one answer, are the Patriots a playoff team next year? Yes. I kind of lean that way too. Yeah. And I think their roster is horrible.
0: Well, if their opt outs all come back and they had the or they have the most yeah. in the entire NFL and they get something right at quarterback, they utilize a little bit of money, uh, they draft well enough. I mean, yeah, absolutely. And who knows? Yeah. Maybe they could win for a while if they really get the right, right quarterback in there.
1: And I also I know he's not popular, but I think Josh McDaniels is a tremendous football coach.
0: Right. And the leader of men part, I don't know if and I think him not going to another team probably says that maybe Bill's not going to last that much longer. And maybe he's going to be the head guy in New England. I don't know how I feel about him as a head coach, but as an offensive coordinator, obviously his resume is fantastic.
1: Yeah. I mean, so if you give him something, he's going to create an offense. I bet this offseason they sign Hunter Henry and get a quarterback and they already have a line draft somebody like it, it might come into place pretty quick for that guy.
0: Tony says, "Who are you guys most excited to watch play at the Hula Bowl this Sunday?" Uh, I, I don't, I don't think they do the Hula Bowl anymore. I think he might mean the Senior Bowl. Is, is there any prospects you're None excited of the to Hula see? No, Hula Bowl at
1: the Senior is Bowl? a Sunday. Is it really happening? I know zero people playing in it right this minute, though. <laughs> I didn't think the Hula Bowl was happening. I don't. I didn't think the I'm Hula Bowl had sure. happened for the last five years. I, I actually went to it. I took my wife to the Hula Bowl, which isn't as great a vacation as you would think. You know. Uh, sorry, Tony, I don't know anybody playing in it. I'm pretty sure the Hula Bowl is this weekend, though. Um, and I am going to watch it, and I'll do a little bit of studying and then see who the guys are between now and then. But just a little pull back the curtain. I had a free um, – that was my scouting trip was to the Hula Bowl. So we flew from Cleveland – she drove to Cleveland from Pittsburgh. We flew from Cleveland to Chicago, and then Chicago to Hawaii, which was like uh, walking – to the mailbox and then, you know, drive, you know, th- then take an hour trip after that. Like, it, it, I mean, from Cleveland to Chicago, like that didn't knock out a leg of the journey at all. Um, we were there, I think four or five nights. I was at two practices a day, it rained the whole time and it wasn't exactly your usual Hawaiian vacation. So that's the best I can do to answer your question. Sorry.
0: It's <laughs> not bad. That's, that's not a bad trip. If you can get <laughs> that kind bad, of work. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm looking 20, at it right yeah. now. The Hula Bowl is happening this Sunday, January 31st, and I'm looking at the roster. I will go with Fresno State offensive lineman Cyrus Tuatele with an honorable okay. mention for uh, Auburn University wide receiver Eli Stove.
1: Okay, okay. Well, I'm going to do a little homework and look at the roster, before, so, and I will watch it this weekend.
0: Uh, also, Alcorn State long snapper Colton Mengus.
1: Oh, I've heard good things about Colton Mengus. <laughs> Could have, that
0: could be, I mean, long snappers, that could be a 20-year career. The best path going. Yeah. All right. Great stuff here. Let's uh, <laughs> go with those questions. That is your hula bowl segment here for Peacock and Williamson. Um, all right. A.A. Ron. Well, no, let's save that because we're going to talk about the quarterback carousel coming up later on this week. Uh, how about Dan? He says, with Fisher out, just like the Packers were missing Bakhtiari, do you think the Chiefs O line would hold up against Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre Paul?
1: Spit that one out again. I apologize. Uh, he's that talking
0: about true. the Super Bowl matchup here with Fisher out at offensive tackle, just like, just like the Packers were missing Boxiari. Do you think uh, the Chiefs O line will hold up against Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre Paul?
1: Well, Schwartz, I don't think is going to play. I know Fisher is not going to play. I think that pairing of defensive ends is playing really well and we're difference makers in this past weekend. I was a little shocked Green Bay didn't help a little more and that boggles my mind. I think the chiefs will be more conscious of that, but man, I've said this, speaking of opt outs, I mean, Tardif opted out, you know, Mitch Morse two years ago left. I looked at the chiefs O line and thought, boy, it's really good at tackle, but the interior is a mess. And that's before the season ever started. You know, Semelee was there for a little and didn't, you know, couldn't put the whole season together. Um, and it didn't matter. So I'm starting to think that offensive line for the Chiefs offense might not be as important as for other offenses. But I also think, and this goes back to last Super Bowl, that your only chance against this team is to harass him with four, as the Niners did much of that game. And I think that Tampa is well-equipped to do that now. I mean, also with Vita Vea and Sue and, you know, McClendon's on the team now. I mean, they have some guys up front. So that, to me, is the best advantage. And I haven't thought, I haven't broke down Super Bowl yet, but to me, that's the best advantage Tampa has on paper for sure.
0: And I'll put it this way, and you mentioned how the 49ers harassed him in the Super Bowl last year, but when it came down to it, and the biggest play of the game, the 3rd and 15, the Wasp play call, when Patrick Mm -hmm. Mahomes dropped back about 15 yards on the 3rd and 15 and found Tyreek Hill about 25 yards, 30 yards, 45 yards from actually where he threw it down the field, Nick Bosa was very close to getting there. 49ers fans wanted it to be a hold, but uh, I'll put it this way. If Schwartz and Fisher did not play in last year's Super Bowl, the 49ers would have been the one hoisting the trophy. So I think it is a huge deal.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I do think that Niners pass rush is better than this Bucks one, but the Bucks is, are pretty good up front, and they aren't afraid to blitz, and they will mix some of that in. White's a really good blitzer. One thing, though, that people don't think about, though, is if the Chiefs don't run the ball, which they might not. I mean, this is the best EPA run defense in the league, Tampa's, that by the 60th or 65th drop back, those pass rushers are tired. It's not the same as at the beginning.
0: This one from Dave, if you're Tom Brady, do you retire after winning this Super Bowl? Like, what else is there? If you roll through Breeze and Rodgers and Mahomes and win a Super Bowl, like, do you just say, I'm at the top of the mountain. Like, this this is the best thing that's ever going to happen. Let's just go ahead. And let's let's call it a career now before I look like that old Joe Namath like running around on my tippy toes and, and a shell of my <laughs> former self.
1: Well, I think there's some logic behind saying yes. I think a lot of us would say yes. I mean, I accomplished this with a new team. I ran through the NFC this time around. We were actually a wild card team. Oh, wow. You know, they didn't have the, the buy. But I don't think he's wired that way at all. And he's playing tremendous. That's why he's I, I don't so think great. there's any way it happens.
0: Yeah, uh, but that's the, why he's so great. Because he's wired that yeah. way. He'll play until someone yanks him off the field or he doesn't have, he's in a wheelchair and he cannot physically play football anymore.
1: Right. I mean, I I don't think there's any chance he retires unless, heaven forbid, he suffers some bad injury in this game. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's going to come back guns a blazing with Gronk and AB and try to run it back.
0: And look, I've said this before, and my birthday is this week. In fact, it's right now today. I'm about to get out of town. Uh, I I'll, All the players that are still playing professional sports that are older than me, I want them to continue playing forever because it makes me feel younger. So, <laughs> Tom, Tom, playing to your 50, please. I love it. A lot of good questions in here still to come on... This Tuesday, two-minute drill episode of Peacock and Williamson. Did you know chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers? Not rockauto.com. Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are always reliably low. And I heard a fantastic pro tip from my guy, Luke Braun of Locked On Vikings, With winter coming, get those wiper blades fixed. It's easy as can be. You go find your make, your model, order up some wiper blades. The rubber blades, they just go fit. They slide right in. Takes two seconds to change your own blades. Be safe this winter in bad weather. You don't want your messed up wiper blades scratching up your window, messing up your car, cost you money in the long run. Go to rockauto.com. Keep you and your family safe out there on the road. They are a family business serving auto parts customers Online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box. So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Michael wants to know, what was the book on Haskins coming out of college? Did you have a first-round grade on him? Where and to whom did you mock him? Do you think it was a bad landing spot for Haskins? Did you like Haskins as a mid-first-round guy? I know some people had him um, even higher than that, especially earlier on in the the scouting process for for quarterbacks in the 2020 draft. Or 2019 um, I thought draft.
1: he was a mid-first-rounder, and I was very impressed with his physical skills as a passer, strength, size, you know, the, the tangible things. Um, My huge worry, which still is, and it's just very important in today's NFL, is he's heavy footed and he's slow footed. He's not a quick twitch athlete in the pocket and he's not much of a runner or, you know, play extender, second reaction guy. Um, I didn't realize then, and I've been told this now, and this is a worry with Fields, is. They don't ask mentally an awful lot from their quarterbacks at Ohio State, which doesn't mean these guys are dumb. I'm not not saying that at all. It's just they simplify things and they excel and they win a ton of games and dominate the Big Ten with really good players. So the learning curve from Ohio State's offense to the NFL, I think, is a little more dramatic than people might think. You know, they're just thinking, oh, it's a big school where Trey Lance, I think, is ahead of Fields, for example. You know, it's just – uh, just of what they ask of him, because it really, really works at the college level. I'm not making excuses for Haskins because now he's a stealer. Trust me. But I do think going back to his hometown is never uh, necessarily a good thing. You know, you, you go back to some of your old habits, the dudes you loafed with that don't have anything to lose. You know, like his strip joint thing, I think, was. With his buddies he grew up with and there was something with his girlfriend's birthday party he got in trouble with. Nothing real bad, but you know, I mean headline stuff that makes you look immature. That I don't think that did him any favors either, but his work ethic obviously hurt his cause too. But coming out of school, I thought he was a mid-first rounder.
0: Yeah, I mean, he has—he's had the size. He could sling the heck out of it. He had an insane season. One-year starter yeah. is always one of those things where, like, oh, one-year starter. Wish I could see more from this, and you grow as a person and human being and a leader as well as getting better at football. But it's a good point about Ohio State, and that's one of the things I've seen with this draft class. And when you are, because Ohio State's trying to win Ohio State football games, they're not trying to develop NFL right. quarterbacks. And you see the quarterback go to the line of scrimmage. Uh, Everybody stands there, looks at the sideline. They're in shotgun all the time. And it's just, it doesn't translate as well. So it takes a little bit longer. And sometimes there's a learning curve for for that reason. And you have to really be able to grow from there and you know take snaps from under center and you have to be able to call the plays in the huddle yourself rather than looking at the sideline and you're not always going no huddle all the time and you don't always have the best athletes around you versus the your opponent and you've got to turn your back on the defense and and play action and then try to read the field after that and you don't just get to scan the field the whole time from shotgun so there's a lot of nuance to to going from ohio state to the nfl and a lot of colleges to the NFL. So it is nice when you can see a quarterback like Trey Lance work from under center and do some of those things. And look, it's North Dakota state, but they do put a lot on their quarterback prospects. And and I really wish Trey Lance would have had a season this year. And none of it was his fault. He should would have had two full seasons as a starter. And that would have really cemented things for me with him because there was a lot more put on Trey Lance at North Dakota state than the Ohio state quarterbacks.
1: Right. Right. And I I get the impression and what I've just been told second, third hand, is that, you know, whenever they get to the league, they don't know how to set the protections and, and those type of things. Yeah. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, and it takes time.
0: How about this one from Anthony in a playoff game? You have one game to win, Matt. It's a playoff game. Who's your quarterback, Eli Manning or Drew Brees?
1: Not Eli. I'm sorry. I mean, I, he's done it. He's gotten really hot twice in his life at the absolute right time, and I do think there's a clutch factor to him. But I'll take the guy that's better at football.
0: I'm with you 100%. Yep. Um, Eli has a couple of those rings, and I understand why there's that question, but Drew Brees has one too. I've just seen more from Drew Brees, and if you're getting the prime Drew Brees with a better arm than we've seen last couple of years from him, uh, give me Drew Brees all day. Uh, I don't care what the stakes are. I like Eli Manning, uh, but I'll take Drew Brees. Drew Brees is a, is in a different tier than Eli to me as a as an NFL quarterback.
1: I bet this will shock our listeners, and we didn't pre record this. And maybe I'm speaking for you, but if I I think you and I would have the same answer if I asked you the question. You could pick anyone ever for the same question.
0: Anyone ever to win a playoff game? Yeah, a quarterback.
1: I'm no. taking Joe Cool
0: oh i mean yeah that i mean, that i there's a lot of 49ers fans and uh, they were saying it during the broadcast too it's like tom Brady, the greatest quarterback in the last 25 years and it's like it's okay now you can say he's the greatest quarterback ever i i, I would still take, I,
1: yeah, yeah i get it
0: i would still take tom brady but joe cool joe montana there is a reason he won so many games and under pressure he was amazing uh he threw a beautiful ball Uh, he wasn't physically impressive but he's maybe a little bit better physically than people give him credit for he could move he could he's really great on rollouts Uh, he was super smart got the ball exactly where it needed to be with perfect accuracy you know there's general accuracy and then there's throwing a guy open and allowing Jerry Rice to catch that slant and go 92 yards because he doesn't have to break stride so Joe Montana won so many big games it's really hard for me to say this but I think I'd still have to say Tom Brady
1: Okay. I thought you were gonna say Montana. Yeah. I, I think I'll take Joe.
0: I like one it game. Thank thank you for beating the drum for Joe Montana because people are <laughs> gonna people are gonna do that less and less now we're seeing what Tom Brady has done.
1: It's been a while for Joe. We're getting old, dude. There was
0: at least a conversation for a while. It's like okay, Joe or Tom Brady, but now it's I mean it's it's Tom Brady. It just it is. It's crazy.
1: No one's resume is even close. No,
0: it's it's not even remotely close anymore. No. Especially seeing him move away. And look, we talked about the Brady versus Belichick thing. It is super impressive. Like, what if Brady didn't didn't make the playoffs and right now Cam Newton is in the Super Bowl with Bill Belichick, right? Like, how crazy would people be going about Bill Belichick right now? And that's kind of what Brady did in reverse. And it's like, it, you have to give him credit. It's pretty amazing to see him go to a new team and now he's in the Super Bowl again.
1: Right. Or... Frank, I mean, I'm not bashing Brady, but what if you would have picked the wrong team to go to? You That's know, That's true. They ended up 5-11, and 11, but he played great. You know, we'd be like, oh, he's done. Yeah.
0: And it's 49ers fans over here shaking their heads because his first choice was the 49ers. <laughs> and the Niners stuck with Jimmy Garoppolo. And, uh, I mean, who knows? Jimmy Garoppolo, if he stays healthy, maybe the 49ers would have had something to say about it. But, I mean, they were ravaged with injuries, obviously. But you plug Joe Montana. I mean, you plug uh, Tom, uh, Tom Brady in there all season long for the 49ers talking about a playoff team even with some injuries most likely.
1: Probably, but I think it was your team it just wasn't your team's year. Yeah. I mean, you miss Kittle for that much. Bosa goes out right from the beginning. I don't know if our listeners know how good Bosa is. Oh my lord.
0: Oh, he's a monster and hopefully he cuz that's his second ACL. He had one, I believe, in high school right before he got to mm-hmm. Ohio State. So, hopefully he doesn't show any ill effects from that because he is a he is a difference maker. It's amazing. He's a
1: defensive player of the year type guy.
0: Right. When you have yeah. that presence off the edge, I mean, we've seen it with the the Steelers defense, TJ Watt, like where would the Steelers defense been the last couple of years without TJ Watt? And they have a lot of really good right. players, right. but it is so impactful when you have that stud edge player. And we're seeing a couple guys inside, but really the edge. I mean, Aaron Donald's setting a new standard for interior guys, but when you have the stud edge player, uh, it can be game over for a lot of offenses because they have to put so many resources to stop you, or you're harassing their quarterback all day long. It doesn't have to be sacks, it's just pressures. So, like you're there all day and you're in their head.
1: It doesn't feel like it's a golden age for those guys, too. Like you mentioned, we walked, you know, Watt and both Bosas and Garrett. And I mean, even like Vaughn Miller and Khalil Mack are a little past their prime, but there are so many unbelievable. Like Brian Burns is up and coming, Chase Young, like. There are so many ridiculous edge players in the league right now, and I could probably name 10 more with ease.
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of it is focusing on those. We're seeing more and more like former wide receivers playing defensive end. You know, yeah, It used yeah. to be like, let's funnel all the talent to running back. Now it's like, let's funnel all the talent to edge pass rushers. <laughs> and Let's build you into that. You have that length, uh, and you have that speed, you have the bend and flexibility, and you're not afraid to get after it. Let's make you into a pass rusher.
1: I'm going to tell another quick story. Um, when I left Pitt, ter- remember Terrell Pryor? I mean, everyone yeah. remembers it, Terrell Pryor, yeah, right? Yeah. He was the number one high school prospect in the country, and he's from Jeanette PA, which is Pittsburgh. And that was the year – I'm pretty sure that was the year I was with the Browns because it was the first year I was out of recruiting. And I'm like, the best player in the whole – Country is in my home city, and I'm not in recruiting. So I called my buddies down a pit and were like, "Hey, can I go watch you know uh, Jeanette film Terrell Pryor film because I want to see if he's always cracked up to be. And he was. I mean, he was unbelievable. He was the best uh, basketball player in the city as well. But I looked at Terrell Pryor and thought he should be Von Miller. That that's I mean, don't just quit this quarterback nonsense. Come off the edge, dude. You'd have been a stud. Oh, he
0: was six six. Ran what four three, and he was two forty five. Yeah,
1: you know. right. That's what he should have done.
0: And he eventually did move off of quarterback, but probably a little bit too late. He did have that one season with the Browns, right? Where he
1: yeah, he did some things with the Raiders too. Or was the Raiders,
0: and, maybe yeah.
1: Oh, he's a receiver. Yeah, yeah, as yes.
0: a receiver, right?
1: Yep. And but then he boy, kind of I fell off a
0: him. cliff after that. I thought it was like, okay, he, this guy's he's going to be a receiver for a while because he had put up a really good year there, and then he disappeared again.
1: Yeah, I mean, he was – I just thought, if, boy, don't, don't go to Ohio State as the number 1 recruit as a quarterback. Tell him you want to play defense, and you'll be a superstar. I
0: think we're out of time here, Matt. I, I want okay. to say thank you to all of the listeners out there shooting questions. Thank you to all the birthday wishes I've seen on Twitter, and uh, I hope uh, I don't get snowed in in this massive storm that's on its way through California. Talk to you Friday. We've already got some, yes. some things in the can. We're going to talk quarterbacks the next couple of days. We've got uh, Matt's quarterback dynasty rankings coming up Wednesday, and we've got Matt's where will they land quarterback episodes? NFL quarterback movement for Thursday's show, and uh, that's going to be a fun one. You'll have to tune in to find out where you think your team, who you think your team's quarterback's going to be, because uh, very likely, if you're not say, a fan of the Kansas City Chiefs, you might have a new quarterback next year.
1: You might. You might. I don't know it will be quite 18 movements, but I'm excited to do this.
0: Fantastic stuff. All right, talk to you guys then right here, Peacock and Williamson.